0: There is a choice ahead, and it will not be a perfect one, but it will be clear. There is catastrophe ahead for a generation of Americans who have never truly had a bad day. This is the warning. And there are 267 days until the presidential election that will decide America's future. This past Super Bowl weekend, Donald Trump held a political rally. It was a deranged affair his crowd chanted over and over and over again fuck joe biden while trump denounced nato the longest historically most effective peacekeeping treaty organization in world history and rooted for russia under vladimir putin to attack nato allies if According to Trump, they don't spend enough money on their national defense. Full stop. This edition of The Warning will be a bit of a history lesson about NATO. What is it, and why does it matter to you? Well, first, think about the Super Bowl yesterday. Look at these pictures from the halftime show or the post-game championship celebration. This is what a free society looks like. Or you could look at a soccer match in Paris, or London, or Berlin, or anywhere across the free nations of Europe. This is what a slave society looks like. This is North Korea. This is a place where there is no freedom where there is a cult of personality that controls everything. And there are other lesser examples where people can't sing or dance, where women are beaten because they won't wear a cover over their head or stoned to death by male relatives with impunity There are places where speaking against the leader gets you killed, poisoned, thrown out a window, or locked up. The free societies of Earth came very, very close to losing their freedom within a human lifetime in a terrible, terrible war that was fought all over the world. It killed so many people that historians argue what the number was. Did the Russians lose 40 million, 30 million, 28 million people? Nobody really knows for sure. What everybody knew by the time the Second World War ended, was that civilization itself had come to the edge of collapse at the dawn of a new age where human beings possessed the power of the gods, the ability to extinguish societies that were built in thousands of years, a blinding light that prefaces the mushroom cloud. In that era, Political leaders understood their business was life and death. They understood the seriousness of the times. But so did the citizens of the United States. The men and women who survived the war, who fought in the war who lost a brother in the war, a father in the war, a friend in the war. There was no place in America that was untouched by the sacrifices and the total whole society commitment it took to keep slavery, fascism, Nazism from consuming the whole world. And so in victory, a great alliance was formed. And the first commander of the NATO alliance was an American general of the army, the former Supreme Allied Commander of the Allied Expeditionary Forces, Dwight David Eisenhower. Here's what Eisenhower as president said in 1958 at the first meeting of NATO where heads of government came, and the former supreme commander who accepted the German surrender on VE day, the man who first commanded NATO and was now commander-in-chief of the Armed Forces of the United States said this, I'm here to continue with you NATO's work for a just peace. This meeting is unique in NATO history. For the first time, it is attended by heads of governments. We meet not under a chilling fear that each nation among us, acting separately and alone, might fail to match the aggressive power that could be brought against any. That was once true. We meet not in any dreadful knowledge that our cities are again by conflict, scarred and painfully marked, our economy strained, our people worn from a war against totalitarianism. Again, that was once true. Most certainly, we do not meet in a mood of nationalistic self-assertion, pursuing selfish interests at the expense of our sister nations. That has never been true of NATO. We are here to rededicate ourselves to the task of dispelling the shadows that are being cast upon the free world. We are here to take store of our great assets in men, in minds, and in materials. We are here to find ways and means to apply our undoubted strengths to the building of an ample and safer home for mankind here on Earth. This is a time for greatness. But what was it that Eisenhower was talking about? What is NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization? What does it stand for? Well, it's a military alliance. And let's read from its charter. The parties to this treaty reaffirm their faith in the purposes and principles of the Charter of the United Nations and their desire to live in peace with all peoples and all governments. They are determined to safeguard the freedom, common heritage and civilization of their peoples founded on the principles of democracy, individual liberty and the rule of law. They seek to promote stability and well being in the North Atlantic area. They are resolved to unite their efforts for collective defense and for the preservation of peace and security. They therefore agree to this North Atlantic Treaty. The NATO nations comprise almost half of the world's GDP, they are the bulwark against an access of nations that include Iran, which is waging proxy war in the Middle East against the United States and against Israel, Russia, which is waging war against Ukraine and Europe and menacing Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, and China, which is building a navy big enough to fight the United States Navy in the Pacific, menacing Taiwan. Within a long human lifetime, a lot can happen. President Roosevelt was the architect of the world that gave birth to NATO. He foresaw an era of peace, and he talked about it, late into the night with the Canadian Prime Minister. He foresaw all of the institutions that have kept global peace and prevented World War III for 80 years. He talked about the institutions that he foresaw coming into being that have preserved global peace and prevented World War III for 80 years that Donald Trump routinely trashes and diminishes and threatens. What Roosevelt said to his friend, the Canadian Prime Minister, Mackenzie King, was that his vision for peace, for stability, for an American-led era did not last forever. He just hoped it would last for as long as everybody who was alive on the day that war was won was still alive. And the youngest of those people will be 79 years old this year. We have come to the edge of a new era. There is a rising malevolence around the world and at home. And when you look at these pictures from Las Vegas, from the Super Bowl, the joy in Kansas City, wherever you see free people know this, there are no celebrations like this during times of global war and conflict. How do those conflicts start? How do they begin? Every person in America should understand that. There is no more important question for anybody who has a son who's 15 to 25 years old in America. It includes anybody who has a daughter serving in the military. Peace is being threatened by that maniacal crowd of people who have succumbed to a group euphoria. I don't understand what is so weak in their character that they would be so indecent to chant over and over again in unison, like a crowd in Nuremberg in 1938 for their leader, degrading and disrespected the office of president of the United States, cheering for the dissolution of relationships and alliances that are bonded by blood and fire and sacrifice all over the world. To keep the peace. But they are doing it. They are cheering for Russia. They are cheering for China. They are cheering for Iran. They are cheering for an access that hates us, that hates freedom. They are cheering for weakness. They are cheering for a fantasy and a dangerous delusion, there is a choice ahead. And it will not be a perfect one. But it will be clear, there is catastrophe ahead for a generation of Americans who have never truly had a bad day. There is catastrophe ahead for the world that has not known the horror of global war for 80 years, but there is a poison bubbling to the surface that is the opposite of patriotism. It is nationalism. Nationalism is rising in America, in France, in Germany. And it will weaken an alliance that saved the world for 80 years. And there's something important to remember. 267 days before the choice. Every century in human history has been deadlier than the last. The 17th was deadlier than the 16th. The 19th deadlier than the 18th. And in the 20th century, killing became wholesale, industrialized. There were weapons that could destroy cities in an instant, built over eons. And then there was a pause not in the killing, but in its epic scale. And that pause has lasted for 80 years, in part, because of NATO, because the United States and NATO together are the most powerful military alliance on Earth. And no set of enemies will dare attack if they believe NATO remains real. But is it real anymore? Weakness is what Trump is talking about. Betrayal is what he is doing. Betraying our values, betraying our history, betraying our ideals, like he betrayed his oath, like he betrayed the Constitution of the United States, like he betrayed every single American born and unborn, every American who has ever lived from the very first who were born at the moment of our independence. NATO makes us strong. Trump makes us weak. Weakness brings danger and danger brings death in the real world. This is fundamental to citizenship. And when you look at that crowd cheering Trump, understand the magnitude of both its danger and its disgrace. Do not be angry at those people. Do not have hate for them, but have absolute firm resolve that they will not have their way. They will not take control over you and I. They will not take control of America they will not rewrite our story. They will not author our future. No way. Get involved. 267 days to go. Thank you for listening to my political commentary. If you like what you heard today, please also consider subscribing to The Warning, daily newsletter on Substack. Our democracy hangs in the balance. The 2024 presidential election is the most consequential in America's history. It's not hyperbole, it's a fact. That is why the mission of The Warning with Steve Schmidt is to help readers orient to the currents that are shaping our times and the unseen forces driving politics that are very rarely discussed on cable news. Please sign up at Steve Schmidt, S-T-E-V-E, S-C-H-M-I-D-T, Dot .substack.com again steve schmidt.substack.com or at the link in the show notes section below thank you to each and every one of you for listening and watching